0: Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing? You're back. I am back. From sunny Florida. Oh. Far sunnier Florida than the one I was greeted by just was it, a few
1: months ago. Was it ever sunny?
0: Not particularly, no. On a couple <laughs> of occasions, but it was a bit of a treat when the sun did peek through the clouds. Whereas for yourself, it sounds like it was all sun all the time.
1: Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, and, and not a particularly humid sun either. Quite, no. a, quite a nice dry sun.
0: Oh, fair enough, fair enough. You have a good time overall.
1: It was very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your
0: first time back for a while. Was it worth the wait? It was, was it worth the wait.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Well, we've got a lot of trip reports coming up. Sure do on the agenda. Yeah, over the next few weeks and months from our recent respective trips to the various theme parks of Florida. Yep, through the magic of scheduling when a podcast gets uploaded. To you listeners, there has been no change. We've delivered week by week, Week. since Josh has been away, a constant stream of quality content for you. Content. Um, But in fact, Josh has been gone for... Well, this is the first time we've sat in the studio for about four weeks. yeah, And it's quite strange, actually, because the last time we sat in here, I think we had just watched about three terrible, terrible theme park movies back to back. Yeah. So it's quite nice to sit in here now without that weight on my shoulders. I don't know about you but I feel like I came in here a new man.
1: Yeah, I feel refreshed. Refreshed and relieved to
0: to be able to just talk about theme park stuff that is not about terrible films. Yes. Having said that, some strangely nice feedback about our Tomorrowland episode oh. from a Tomorrowland fan community course, on yes. Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. But that was quite a strange notification to get. My first instinct was, wow, there really is a uh, fan site for just about everything, huh? <laughs> um, but hey, thanks very much for that. That was very cool. And um, yeah, very cool indeed. was. What, would, what did you walk around Tomorrowland with a new? What's the word I'm looking for? A sort of take on it, a yeah, new outlook. Now, new off. outlook. Having, uh, having watched the film, you know, with a critical eye.
1: Tomorrowland, IRL. Yes. Uh, nothing like Tomorrowland in the film.
0: No, no George Clooney for a start. Yes,
1: no, you Laurie either. I'm no, not
0: ever noticed him walking around. No. Um,
1: uh, Buzz Lightyear was
0: there. Buzz Lightyear, though, not in the real Tomorrowland. No. Well, so in the movie Tomorrowland, yes. I should say, R- real. I mean, uh, movie Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah, sure. Not real Tomorrowland. No, so real Tomorrowland is yeah. So this was that was the first time you'd gone for how many years? Like seven years, six years?
1: No, seven. not that long. Oh. Three, four years. Oh, okay, yeah, fair four enough. To 2015.
0: Right, got ya. cool. And I mean, let let's not spoil the trip reports, as I say, but just very, just very briefly, best ride. Worst ride, best theme park food, go. Tower of Terror best ride still. Tower of Terror best ride still. Although,
1: Pandora is excellent. Pandora is
0: very good. Um, I'm keen to talk to you more about that because obviously you're not generally a huge fan of screen-based rides. No. Rides certainly that rely almost entirely on a screen. That is true. Which is mostly the case with Avatar. Well, it is the case. I guess it relies completely on the screen and the sort of unique seating. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to talking to you about that in more depth. Uh, so that and Tower of Terror, yeah. Um, worst ride, worst or ride, most disappointing ride. However you want um, to think about it. One of the new ones at Universal, perhaps that you haven't oh, hadn't God, done yeah. before. I was, I was blanking them from my memory. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, I'm talking about, or Fast and the Furious. Um, which um
1: probably Gringotts actually.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, are you just saying that because I think actually we have. We've done a couple of episodes where we've sort of looked back on our favourite rides and our least favourite rides. And what we've found over the last few weeks is that we have completely undermined our favourite rides of all time. It's episode true, Repeatedly. Yeah. I by guess. By then remembering other rides that we didn't talk about that yeah. week and being like, oh, actually, no, that's my favourite. Yeah. So are you actually just saying this to so lend the- <laughs> further credibility to our most disappointing rides episode where we did talk about Gringotts?
1: I feel like Gringotts disappoints me the most. Right. But it's probably not the worst ride. No. Fast and Furious is the worst ride for me. Oh, definitely. But my most I disappointing think, ride is yeah. Gringotts. Right.
0: So the thing with Gringotts, um, for me, is that I take it as an ex- as an entire experience, in, in a way. Right. So I feel like, if you take it, this is maybe giving it too much credit, but if you take it from almost walking through Diagon Alley into Gringotts, the queue is amazing. It's one of the best, I feel. Uh, it, I mean, there's a pit, there's a portion of it that is less interesting, sort of, well, the very start, if the queue's long and you're stuck outside, is a bit naff. Yeah. But once you get inside, the big chandeliers and all the goblins counting up the coins. The, the, uh, yeah, the main hall, the telling hall, is excellent. Pretty
1: good. The telling hall is excellent.
0: And even that bit where they stop to take your photograph, at least you've got the cool, like, daily profit front pages and stuff like that. I couldn't stand that bit.
1: Why are we doing this? It's meaningless. Oh, you know, hashtags and Instagrams and Snapchats. We didn't wait to get our picture at the end. That's so, oh. so all I'm saying. Right. I think my dad threw the card away as soon as he could. Oh, savage. Uh, no, I, I I could understand why
0: why people don't like Gringotts, but hey. Um, Hagrid not open when you were there, though. No. You, you just maybe...
1: It w- they did run it a couple of times while you we were yeah, there. Yeah,
0: because we were speculating before you went, oh, could you be there for a soft opening? And it seems like soft opening still hasn't happened. We're going to talk about Hagrid on this week's episode, so um, we'll save it for then. In fact, I guess we should dive in to the news agenda. Um sure. As I say, we'll talk way more about our theme park visits uh, in our trip reports to yeah. come. But I must say, I really enjoyed the fact that I mean, I, I, I'm subscribed to a few park, uh, a few Thing Park podcasts, uh, including our own, obviously. Obviously. I'm subscribed to Thing Park content on YouTube. Yeah. And um, over the sort of like last week and last weekend, especially, just a constant stream of. We're at Galaxy's Edge, we're at Galaxy's Edge, here's how you get a, a black lightsaber, here's how you get the high score on the Millennium Falcon, here's what the milk tastes like. It's amazing, and uh, the podcast titles of, we're at Galaxy's Edge, Galaxy's Edge trip reports, Galaxy's Edge, we're here, and then Park Rush, Tomorrowland, theme park <laughs> film, <re. laughs> we've carved out our niche and we're sticking to it, yeah. we don't want to talk about Galaxy's no, Edge, it's yeah. definitely not because neither of us could get there, definitely it's just not. because we're yeah. so committed to our... You know, our series. I was in the were. country at least. I mean. True. Yeah. You you could claim to be like slightly closer, I guess, yeah. to the action. I mean, you were at a park where it's almost ready to go. Yeah. You can so, see it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, even when I went to Animal Kingdom, as you drive in there, you can, if you look out your car at, the, at a good angle, you can see Galaxy's Edge Yeah, sort of it's, um,
1: it's quite it's a bit of verticality to, to. It's a bit Galaxy's ugly from Edge. behind. Yeah. I guess so. I'm surprised by how. Visible it is, I guess, from Mm. the road.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they'll do anything to cover that up. I hope so. When it's all said and done. But yes, despite the fact that neither of us have experienced for ourselves Galaxy's Edge, we of course have to discuss it. Um, It opened, there was a fantastic opening ceremony, I don't know if you saw it, with Mark Hamill and George Lucas. I saw that they were there, yeah. And Harrison Ford. Uh, Did you watch it at all?
1: I didn't. uh, There was
0: a nice moment, so Mark Hamill... George Lucas and I think Billy D. Williams came out okay. first and were there and were talking to the crowd and stuff like that. It was mostly Mark Hamill, I think. And, um, and then they were like, oh, there's a problem with the Falcon. We need someone to... I mean, Chewie was in the cockpit and was having trouble or something. Right. I was like, we need someone to come out and help fix it. Who could it be? And then obviously Harrison Ford comes out. You mean hey. Gandalf? So, yes, I mean Gandalf, as he is now known, clearly going for that part in the new Amazon series or something. Yeah. And, I mean, that would be a pretty good CV, right? Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Gandalf. Gandalf.
2: <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> That's
0: kind of amazing. Yeah, it's pretty It's good. not a bad CV at all. But, yeah, so he came out, and it, I felt a bit bad for him in a way because he, it was quite a nice touching moment. Because a lot of people look at Harrison Ford and think, "Oh, he doesn't really care about this stuff. He just, you know, he's a bit yeah. cynical about yeah. it all." But it was a nice, touching moment where he basically was going to just whack the Falcon and it was going to spring into life. Yeah. But before he did it, he said, "You know, Peter, this one's for you, being uh, Peter Mayhew, yes. uh, a Chewbacca actor who sadly died a few weeks ago." Um, but the guy who was running like the sound or whatever didn't uh, account for Harrison Ford's dramatic pause. And so, like, hit the falcon into life before he had a chance to say, this is for you or whatever, and kind of ruin the moment a little bit. But other than that, it was a pretty cool way to um, open the land, because I think they had loads of vloggers and yes. journalists in there, and the
1: influencers.
0: Week, influencers, not in- influenza, hopefully, no. Um, in the lead up to the official that's, that's opening. The Indeed. Um, You could probably get it from, like, the Bantha ribs, I'd imagine, if they're not cooked properly. And I guess, actually, speaking of Bantha ribs, the thing that's kind of struck me, if I wanted to put my cynical hat on, about Galaxy's Edge, at this early stage, when there's only one ride, is that it's basically the world's most immersive shopping experience. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because even the ride that is there, being Smuggler's Run, is not a million miles away from, like, clearly a far more advanced... Yeah
1: incarnation superior of
0: the type of ride yeah. that could be in a supermarket yeah. like even or, if or a shopping center even if it's not
1: very good the like technology is far superior yeah to what is it a super- supermarket but still basically what's at a supermarket
0: yeah yeah you can get yeah exactly <laughs> um so what's been your take on sort of people's early impressions what have been your takeaways from the 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 kind of early impressions early reactions to Galaxy's Edge, from a sort of immersion exploration point of view, it looks on like another level. It's- yeah,
1: I, so I think uh, Disney really wanted to get really long queues, mm. right, because they wanted to go, hey look, we, we can do this much better than that lot like, of Universal can, right? but then they were like, oh we don't have enough space to do really long queues, certainly not uh, California. Um, so that's why they put this hour the four-hour reservation reservation system system in in. Mm. and it seems like that has gone down really well yeah
0: Um, i I think so i mean i get the impression that people have been able to have had the time to absorb it all and and see what they want to see and, and haven't felt rushed but equally have not felt like it's a scrum everywhere i go
1: yes there's a good throughput on the and Falcon ride. The queue's only half an hour long, which is really good. So mm. if you have only got four hours,
0: I've actually seen some people say I wish the queue had been a bit longer because it's so amazing. The attention oh, really? to detail in the ship, and you can you know sit down at the you know space chess table where right, yeah. Chewie plays three PO in the movie, and there's you know it's like a Star Wars fans' wet dream in there. You just want to take selfies, you know, at every possible yeah. angle.
1: Are you going to be able to do that? When it like officially opens, like opens, opens are they going? To, do you reckon they're going to? Well, I don't know. That off of I
0: I feel like I feel like the queue is is definitely meant to allow for you to take photos right. and stuff like that, much in the same way as you know Hogwarts, yes. and Gringotts. Um, but because the, the the way they've managed the crowd seems to have done, you know, they seem to have done it well from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah, there have people been saying I would have actually preferred the queue to be an hour. So that I could, you know, feel as though I can stand here and just look around, yeah, rather than cool. feel like I'm being ushered through. So that's cool, but it also seems like a ride that's designed to be uh, ridden more than once. So yep. keeping the queue short from that perspective is probably quite handy. Because yes. from what I understand, you want to be the pilot. That's that's, that's that's the impression I've got. That's where you want to sit. Yeah. I saw one video of someone who uh, only got in the gunner seat. Now, like, this is fun enough, but you don't have as good a view. And they had a terrible pilot uh-huh. who was just crashing the ship left and right. And, um, yeah, probably not as quite an enjoyable experience as having a, a proficient pilot on board. Yes. But, hey, I want to know if like, the actors that opened the land, if they went on the ride <laughs> and whether they fulfilled their actual roles... <laughs> And got into character. Oh, that would be quite funny. That's what I want to know. Don't so, get
1: cocky, kid.
0: Don't get cocky, kid, yeah. But, yeah, I guess also, away from the ride, because I feel like it's hard to talk about rides that you haven't been on. You, you can kind of get a better, especially that kind of ride, I think you can get a better sense from videos, though, of the land in general yes. and the other sorts of things that are there.
1: The food. Um, even though you can't taste it. You can. Like, you certainly can't taste it. You can see the impressions of people like firsthand. Yes, yeah. I, um, I,
0: I get the sense that the food looks better than it tastes. Um, uh, yeah, it looks very impressive. Uh, presentation seems on point, but I don't know necessarily if it's like blowing people away for the money.
1: No, I think I think um, the sp- the food specifically is adequate. Yeah, um, fine. I mean, I personally don't think any of the Disney food is particularly good in the theme parks. No, you're never going to be blown away by theme park food, I don't think. No. Uh, um,
0: although I did like those uh, fajitas at Coco restaurant uh, in Disneyland Paris, Paris. is the
1: best I've had food I've had really from a Disney park. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you
0: can go back, listen, theme park. go back and listen to our Disneyland trip reports, which were quite some time ago at this yeah. point, but... We did eat quite well at Disneyland Paris, yeah. actually. Um, both at the ranch where we stayed on that yep. the first night we ate at the ranch and also in the parks themselves, we had all sorts of stuff. We had Mexican, uh, German sausage, German sausage yeah. uh, pizza. Pizza yeah. was probably the weakest, pizza I would was say. The
1: weakest. That was, um, it wasn't but, bad but pizza, was all right? Yeah. yeah. The, I, I think the biggest problem with Star Wars is not the food, mm. it's the um, quote unquote drink. Well, the milk. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, I must say, I haven't heard any
1: reactions.
0: Can't say I've sorted them out necessarily to some of the cool, well, at least coolly named alcoholic beverages. No. Like, yeah. Yeah, we talked about those a few weeks ago. Right? The 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 punch it or but whatever it, hyperdrive punch it or whatever. They've got they're...
1: alcohol in and their cocktails, so they're probably going to be decent. Mm. It's still just they're still just c- like cocktails. Sure, but they've got
0: cool names. Yeah, it's you know makes them infinitely better obviously Obviously, but obviously the blue and green milk seems to be the thing that disney were hoping would be quote-unquote their butter beer and it doesn't seem like that's the case i think firstly because just in star wars you you think of the context in which the blue and the green milk is is seen yeah blue milk is seen very briefly in the original movie I, i might be misremembering as to whether it shows up again but there's no, no one makes a deal out of drinking blue milk. might show up in like three, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. And then the green milk, as we've discussed before, the context for how that shows up is disgusting. Yeah. In and, and Mark <laughs> last face
1: is like... It's Ugh. all stuck in his beard. Yeah, he,
0: and no one's looking at that and thinking, oh yeah. He's not drinking it because he likes it. He's drinking it because he has to. Because that's all that's there. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas butterbeer in Harry Potter is presented as being this really nice treat. All the kids, everyone loves butterbeer. Yeah. You know, kids and adults alike can't help but enjoy a butterbeer. So yeah. you, you've got it in your head that oh, butterbeer! I got to try some. Everyone raves about it in the movies and yeah. the books. I got to have some of this stuff. And I personally think it's fine. I like the frozen butterbeer more than the normal butterbeer okay. personally. Um, I think that's a general consensus. I think I think so. I think some people consider the I certainly consider the normal butterbeer to be too sweet. Right, and I'm a kid who was brought up on diet coke. You see. Yes. So I find normal Coke kind of repulsive. Yes, So And Butterbeer is kind of like that to another yes. extreme. I don't... Well,
1: I don't like queuing for Butterbeer. No. I don't see the point.
0: I would never queue for it. I, I've only ever got Butterbeer. I've been, like, really hot. I kind of fancy a drink. If we walk through and there's no queue at one of the, the barrels... Yeah. I'll grab one, why not? It's over price, but oh well. Yeah. You get a cool souvenir mug, potentially. And... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the only situation in which I'd get frozen butterbeer. But I can't think... Oh, like the blue and green milk, I guess maybe... Maybe I'd be like, oh, try it just
1: because. Well, I mean, the keys, but, right, the keys for it won't be very long because everyone says it's awful. Well, that's
0: the thing, you see, because um, one thing I guess Disney will be really happy about is that Galaxy's Edge has had loads of media coverage. Like, yeah. We even did it at work, which is not something we would normally do, I don't think. But what you also have to remember is that You know, social media, even now, compared to when Hogwarts first opened in Orlando, which would have been, what, 2010? 2009? 10? 10. Yeah? Yeah. So even compared to back then, Instagram is a way bigger deal now Massive. than it was back then. I mean, Instagram
1: sort of took off when we was at uni. Yeah, so
0: so it feels like, you know, Instagram is a way bigger marketing tool for a new Think Park thing. Yeah. Now than it was back then. And so word of mouth is uh, it travels even further, and so people saying online. I mean, I haven't seen many people say blue milk's great. The green milk, I people have gone as far to say, is repulsive. Yes. And blue milk seems like it's like it's better than the green milk. Yeah. Which is what people That's what are you saying. can say about the blue milk. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like they're going for sort of a fruity-ish flavor. Yeah. which If it's got the consistency of milk, but it's fruity, I'm not sure about but that. But it's not
1: got the consistency of milk because it's frozen. Right, so is it like a milkshake? Almost, it's like a like an. I think it's, I guess it's like an icy. Is it? Yeah, but you do. It's not like a slush puppy. You can sort of you know drink it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not, not. Yeah, but you're not drinking it through a straw, so it's like liquid enough that you can pour it. Right. But it's not. But like, I think you can only get it in a frozen form. You mm. cannot. Hmm. Which is not how it's served in the film. No, I don't think so. So they've gone like, we're going to make it authentically bad. It looks very watery when it's coming out of that alien's tits. Yeah. Very watery. It really sprays out there. (laughs) We've we've gone for the authenticity of it being bad, but also completely ruined that by freezing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I guess... I can appreciate
1: the blue milk being better than the green milk, because that's how I would consider them in the film. Sure. Um, They drink the blue milk rather willingly. Yeah. Green milk is... Because it's your last result. Sure. But, I mean... Maybe that's going to be it. It's like, oh, we're out of blue milk. Oh, green milk, Ben.
0: But obviously, no one watches Star Wars and at any point looks at something somebody's eating and thinks, oh, yeah, look at that.
1: No. Yum. Yeah.
0: Whereas Harry Potter has got that in abundance. Yeah, you
1: Star know? Wars is like a... I mean, it's in the past, but like it feels like a dystopian future where actually everything's not great to me. Yeah, for
0: a lot of people, life seems kind of rough. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, the only scene I can think of, and I hate that I can remember it, quite frankly, where people are eating something that doesn't look awful, is um, one of the many lovely, beautiful romance scenes in Attack of the Clones, (laughs) when uh, uh, Anakin uh, uses the force to cut an apple for Padme. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the apple, in the whole Star Wars uh, saga and beyond, the most... Appetizing item that is eaten on screen is an apple. Yeah. So when it, when that's the standard, you can understand perhaps why they had to think outside the box a bit when it came to the food and drink. Just serve apples in Batu. Yeah. Everyone gets an apple. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what they should have done. But anyway, um, yes, I, I did say that if I wanted to be cynical, this is like a, a really immersive shopping uh, mall, essentially, and I think that's because the coolest, besides the ride the coolest things i've seen out of uh, the opening week are the lightsaber um shop lightsaber building right, experience yeah. um and the droid the droid
1: one looks really cool the droid
0: one looks like build-a-bear turned up to 11
1: yeah build-a-droid build-a-droid yeah but it's got it's like a conveyor belt with but the parts there's on there's a conveyor
0: belt with different parts going all the way around the shop there seems like there's ones above you as well i don't know if you can actually pick stuff from there or if that's just for show yeah, but maybe. you can, yeah, essentially build the kind of the droid of your dreams, and then I don't know how interactive they are. Do you know what the finished product is like in terms of?
1: Uh, well, they were designed to interact with the land, right? But I don't know.
0: Is there an app? Can you control them like a Sphero?
1: I don't know. Mm. Don't know about that one. Not sure. Um, but they in the coming months/slash years, there's going to be a thing that you can add into them, which will allow them to interact with other. Droids, right, and interact with the park, but that's not out yet. Like Furbies. yeah, cool. Um, I still have
0: that Sphero BB-8. I can't remember the last time I turned it on, but um, pointless. I still have it. It's quite. It
1: looks good on a shelf. Sure, um, but if, if if I could have a miniature, like a desk size one, yeah, that just was like two inches tall, right? And I mean, just it can't be that, around the desk. It's not that much bigger than that. But
0: I get what well, you want—one that's kind of automated and knows when it's getting close to the edge of the desk,
1: yeah—and can just kind of roam, yeah, freely. Yeah, there, there was a com- there was a company that made a, I think it's called it called Anki, maybe—and they made a little robot for your desk, and right? You would, like drive around, uh, and you could. There was an AI built into it, so you can ask him questions, right? And he had a co- like a companion cube, and you could turn it to do different things. I'll tell you doing.
0: I tell you, the best person or the best member of your family to buy a BB8 Sphero is uh, is your cat. If you really want to treat your cat one Christmas, uh, a BB8 Sphero—they go mad for them. Mad, them. especially if I don't know you can you can get like uh, sort of spray to mm. sort of like it's kind of like catnip spray. So yeah. you can buy catnip toys, but I think it's designed to sort of make anything kind of smell and taste like catnip, so the cat goes mad for it. So I, I feel like you buy a BB-8 Sphere, you spray it with catnip, and then just guide it around the house, then and the cat's going to go mental. absolutely mental for this droid. Um, so that could be seems quite kind really of harsh. Fun. Yeah, um, I think of the two, I'm more likely to buy a lightsaber than a droid in the Galaxy's Edge, even though it seems like I think the droids are uh, about a hundred dollars. It yeah. seems like is kind of the standard issue price there. Um, which, to be honest if it's as customizable as it seems it's not as crazy as i think they maybe could have gotten away with i don't know yeah um, the I lightsabers guess. though were what 250 yeah i mean they
1: seem i mean if you the price <laughs> of a regularly regular uh lightsaber at disney right now yeah is like 60 bucks,
0: like the ones you can build in the like Star Tours gift shop, yes, plasticky ones. So, these, in terms of build quality, seem far closer to like the actual FX lightsabers that you see on QVC. I don't know why QVC is always my reference point when it comes to FX lightsabers. I just have this really vivid memory one Christmas of QVC having their like Christmas gadget show when I was 10 or whatever. And these two grown men playing with these awesome-looking lightsabers. Tell you what, I nearly bought an, a lightsaber umbrella from Downtown Disney. Did so it Disney light up? Springs. Uh, did it light up? That's a good question. That'd be quite cool. I can't remember. Like at night time, that would be yeah. cool actually. Um, because then theoretically, if it's really dark and the streets not well lit, people looking from their bedroom windows would just see a lightsaber. They might not even see the umbrella part, but. The cool thing was you, they did different variants. So there was a Luke one, a Vader, a Yoda, oh, etc. Et cool. So you could get different handles and yeah. different colours.
1: was the Yoda one like for your drink. <laughs> yeah, a cocktail.
0: A cocktail <laughs> umbrella, yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole lightsaber experience does look quite cool. Um, they're obviously going for an Ollivanders type of... Yeah. They've looked at Ollivanders and want to replicate um, that.
1: They were complaining that the... Well, some people were complaining that it was take, took too long, but the capacity wasn't big enough. Right. But if you compare that to what the capacity was of our Levander's mm. of one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it seems like there's I don't know how many people maybe I think six, it's about six six. Yeah. get to
0: basically talk through the the process of building their lightsaber, so there's quite a lot of customization, you, you know, pick the hilt, various crystals yeah. which you know influence the color and whatever. Um, lots of people have been buying these holocrons as well, and there's loads of cool clips that have come out on YouTube and Twitter and other places of people experimenting with different combinations of crystals and holocrons and lightsabers, and they sort of talk to each other and that yeah. kind of thing. And there's some like cool Easter eggy stuff that I'm sure, if you're a big fan of Star Wars, is really cool. Yeah. But they're obviously, you know, it's a way of getting you over the course of, you know, Multiple visits to you know buy a holocron every time you come back until yeah. you have the whole set. Yeah. And I don't know if they exist yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they do in future, but surely like holocron blind boxes are going to be a thing one day, just to get kids to sort I think they might already exist. Trading cards, yeah. Which oh, you can only get away with that if you if they're quite cheap. You can't be having like fifty dollar. I mean, I don't know which holocron it is. I reckon Disney could probably get away with it. They probably could, yeah, because it seems like. Common sense, when it comes to spending, just goes out the window when you go to yeah. Disney. And um, I feel like if you, you know, I count myself very lucky that I've been as, been as many times as I have. And therefore, maybe I've become more immune to that. Yes. Speaking of someone who's just bought a VR headset for no goddamn reason. But generally speaking, I don't come out of theme parks with... Ta- Actually, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I bought- I went to Universal and I bought like three pairs of novelty socks, a T-shirt and a pop figure for no reason. I was just waiting for someone to come off the ride rocket. (laughs) I was just like, I had a a moment of weakness. I can't, what can I I I say? I can't believe that. I know. I mean, they're good socks. You've seen one pair of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're pretty cool. I I did. Well, I almost bought Martin McFly's hat from. Oh, yeah. Two. I saw that. And then I was like. They've got some good Jaws merch as well. Yeah. My niece got a t-shirt and a mug. Jaws. Really? Yeah. Eight oh, year old and one of her favourite films is Jaws. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Hashtag bring back Jaws.
0: Yeah. Let's get that campaign rolling. Um but back to
1: Star Wars, I guess. Oh, I suppose uh, if we have to. Much also like um a shopping centre or a uh, mall, as they say. Yes. Uh you have slidy doors on the shops sometimes. Right. Certainly into the or into the entrance of the mall. Mm. Uh you also have slidey doors in all of the Star Wars. Shops or buildings? Do they make that really cool Star Wars noise that yes, all the doors make? They are perfectly Star Wars oh, doors. They go perfectly ksh, Star Wars ksh. doors. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, the attention to detail seems amazing. Yes. Like there's even like droid tracks yep. that have been imprinted into the ground. There's like
1: a, a delivery truck entrance, yep. and they've specifically damaged the wall to look like a delivery truck has crashed into the wall. That's cool. Like scratched it as it's reversing up.
0: Have you seen any like cute... I- I've seen one cute character interaction. There's like a
1: girl walking around just as Ray,
0: as, as in like a, a character, like yeah. Ray, who like stopped to talk to a little girl who's dressed as Ray. It's quite cool. So there seems like there's lots of... Um... I think the characters... I don't know if there are meet and greets as such. No, I think so. Or if the characters are kind of encouraged just to walk around. I think
1: the characters are just sort of meant to be... Living there. there, yeah. I feel like yeah, that's the vibe that's they're seems, going for because I, I heard a similar experience with Ray mm. walking through and interacting with someone.
0: It was quite a good Ray, actually. Like, oh, really? Clearly, you're not going to mistake a mistake for Daisy Ridley, no. obviously. But, yeah. like, from a, at a glance, you're like, yeah, that's a good Ray, I'll buy exactly that way, as Ray. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kylo Ren wandering around, yeah. Pretty there cool. was a one mm.
1: stormtroopers polygon reported on it, uh, they were past their allotted time. And someone, and oh, right, yes. a, a residents of of Batu, mm. uh, came up and went, "Hey, uh, you want to get out of here soon <laughs> before, before the uh, the order come and pick you up?" Oh boy! And you're like, "Oh, okay then." So yeah, just to
0: remind people, you, when you go and you get a
1: wristband, is that right? Yes, or, and, and different like the, coloured wristband. The colour
0: of the wristband kind of lets the cast members know. Yeah, you know when you're meant to be leaving. What happens if you refuse? Do the cast members just be like, "You got to get out of here"? Or no, I, I think actual Disney security gun. But but they should be stormtroopers. They should be stormtroopers. Stormtroopers should should come and deal with it. Yeah, that would be good. Or Kylo Ren, you know, at lightsaber point.
1: I I really I like, I kind of hope that there's some security guards that are like hanging around, and then they get told right, you, there's someone you got to kick out, and they're like, "It's suit time." Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> "Suit like, up." It's like Power Rangers. It's like Morphin' time. <laughs> Put well, their suit on. That would be cool. Yeah, but
0: yeah, I've seen I've seen Ray walking around. I've seen Captain Phasma leading Stormtroopers around, which she does at Hollywood Studios at the moment. They yeah, do, like fascist parades. Yeah, that's it is. <laughs> <and laughs> everyone Disney. celebrates it. Yeah, yeah everyone's oh woo. Um,
1: hey, I guess the biggest. Well, yeah, <laughs> the biggest problem with Star Wars Land. Mm. Uh, that I found is that if you are over fifteen, you are not allowed to wear the robes that you are allowed to buy oh, at Star Wars Land. What yeah. is that?
0: Because people, I think people will mistake you for. Yeah, so
1: it's a very specific ah. Disney rule that they have put in, and it's hard, it's hard and fast. You can't do it anywhere, right? In, at Disney, um,
0: that's a shame. Yeah, because so part the- of the fun of of Hogwarts is seeing like the super fans walking around in their robes and stuff. I, I I really like that because ones around. It's ju- it does add to the atmosphere, you know. Yeah. It's easy to say like, "God damn nerds, look at them. losers." Yeah, grown man dressed as a wizard,
1: but yeah, that's cool. But actually, you think the more people there are in robes, the if more. If he's walking past a school it- dressed like that, I'm going to take issue with it. Yes, but
0: walking around Hogsmeade, absolutely dress up as a
1: wizard. Yeah it's fine the more authentic it becomes more authentic the more people are walking around in robes same in Star Wars you would think so yeah
0: and I mean like Jedi robes are you know quite distinguishable I would I would suggest you know you, in the movies you, you look at a guy in a robe and oh he's a Jedi yeah so I don't see what the problem is really I, I don't think the cast members the cast members or the residents mm. of Batu are dressed up like Jedi necessarily are they they're just sort of wearing
1: yeah they're wearing general residents clothing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, so uh, I feel like yeah. I I don't feel like I
1: um I ge- I guess the res- residence clothing is generally uh, If you walk around Batu dressed up as
0: Obi-Wan Kenobi, is someone going to think you work there? I don't I don't
2: know. I, and
1: if they do, you just be like, move along. But cool. <laughs> also, you don't look anything like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So That's true, exactly. You would think
0: that you would maybe go to a bit more effort. Yeah. Um Yeah. Well, there we are. Um but if you're under 15, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Right, but people might mistake you as the the little broomstick kid from the Last Jedi,
1: Master Anakin,
0: or or, or a youngling, exactly. Whatever
1: yeah. are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Oh yeah, not Don't, the younglings. Not the younglings. Um. But yeah, I'm. It, it's increased my excitement to go. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see people's reactions to Rise of the Resistance, though. I have to say. Yes, Because it does feel like, at the moment, it's like, yeah, the ride's cool, it's, it's fine. Um, but the the land itself is truly uh, uh, amazing. Yes. Um, and as an entire experience, it seems very, very cool. So to add what sounds, you know, we, we talked about this on episodes gone by, do seek out our previous Galaxy's Edge episodes because there have been, you know, leaks and 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 rumors about Rise of the Resistance that make it sound like it's going to be pretty incredible. Yeah. uh, From a you know technology standpoint.
1: Yeah. I uh, just one thought. I just forgot to mention that they have sayings from the the region as they say. Oh yeah. When they say hello, it's uh, bright suns. Okay. uh, And goodbye is may the spires keep you. Oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using that at work (laughs) when I walk out and leave at the end of the day. May the spies keep you. Uh,
1: a, I guess that's meant to be kind of like "May the Force be with you," but in a, I guess, sort of um, Rogue One style, where the Force is a thing, but not as to the same level as it was when the Jedi's was, was about. Right. So it's like a we believe in the Force, and, but it's sort of a thing within the spies mm, rather than. And
0: and from a sort of a a, a law perspective, I believe it's been said that the. <laughs> this sounds really dumb Star Wars Land is set between episodes 8 and 9 I think is the is what has been so so Kylo Ren people were sort of wondering is there any significance to this Kylo Ren is the supreme leader at this right. stage so Snoke is dead spoilers Last Jedi and Kylo Ren is the supreme leader at the end of that film and he is still the supreme leader when he's walking around at Galaxy's Edge people refer to him <sighs> as the supreme leader
1: Kylo Ren yeah I so I forgot that moment in Star Wars what
0: that he killed Snoke
1: and Kylo Ren is now the supreme leader right because Kylo Ren is not a supreme leader
0: <laughs> I see I um, I know I'm I'm more positive about Star Wars than you generally I but I, I do think Kylo Ren is the best thing about the new movies
1: I, um, I think he's really cool, but I just don't think he is a supreme leader. No, I don't in think he I, I don't think he's equipped to do the job, which, no. I,
0: which is what I hope they explore in mm. the new movie. And what I'm interested to see is um, uh, Richard E. Grant has been cast uh, oh. in episode 9, and, and um, he's playing a First Order Admiral or Officer That's or something. There's a, cool. there's a publicity picture so like that a, came out of him and Donald
1: Gleeson is he going to be like the new Grab Moff Tarkin? well
0: potentially and what I'm hoping is that he I mean Richard, Richard E. Grant is great like he is like when you think of alright who could play a Star Wars Imperial officer yeah. Richard E. Grant I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't done it already frankly yeah. um, and the idea of him I could see a character like that looking down at Kylo Ren and be like who's, the, who's this bloke yeah. leaving us around child. Is just, yeah exactly Is just a mopey sulky child yeah um, Kylo kind of Ren, to me, is basically what Anakin should have been in the prequels. He's a better version of that kind of character, yes. I think. Yeah. And when people moan about him being mopey and sulky, I'm like, no, that's the point. He's yeah. like emotionally unstable. Yeah. Anyway. He is a teenager. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's pretty immature, all things considered. Anyway,
1: so that's Galaxy's Edge. I blame the parents. <laughs>
0: well, yes. Uh, it's yeah, Absent father. Mother was too obsessed with her job of being a rebel leader or whatever. But yeah, so it's Galaxies. We'll stop it, We'll stop there because we haven't been, obviously, as I said. I very much hope that, I, um, that we'll both get the chance to go at some point. Yeah, to one of them. At the in price. the not-too-distant future. Yes. Certainly not um, a long time yeah. to come in, a, in somewhere far. Uh, I messed that line up there, but we'll move on. But we'll stick with Disney for the time being because um, D23 is coming up in August 23. It's the big Disney Expo that's held every year in oh no Is it every year? Yeah. At least I think it, once. I think it is. Uh, in Anaheim. And this is kind of, well, it's like a Disney fans wet dream. Well, well, it used to be exclusively Disney fans wet dream time, but now it's also Star Wars fans wet dream time, what? Marvel fans wet dream time, Pixar fans wet dream time. Basically, lo- you know, they they generally make a lot of big announcements about what's on their slate for the next Two to three years. Yes, lots to come. They stuff that's already known about. They tend they they like to put dates on. So there's lots to get excited by. Generally speaking, um, I mean, away from theme parks, for example, this is expected to be the place where Kevin Feige, the Marvel Studios guru, kind of lays out the next phase of Marvel films. Which, of course, is going to be quite significant. One would one would think after. Um, Endgame and and man yeah. So that will be exciting. But on a theme park level, um, there will be theme park panels and and theme park announcements. I think uh, the expectation is that there will be more news on what they're doing at Epcot. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can touch on briefly, Josh. You went to Epcot. Yeah. W- kind of what you saw in terms of what the what they're working on and what World are they, what have they announced? They're kind of redoing the e- every teams, right?
1: every it feels like every theme park every Disney theme park has. Uh, construction works outside. Oh really? Yeah. Even
0: I guess yeah, Magic Kingdom even has Tron. The Tron coaster yeah, but, is being uh, But electric. like even
1: outside outside the ticket and transportation center right. they're redoing the uh tram. Right. The parking tram oh, okay. section, yeah. yeah. Hollywood Studios is they're redoing the entrance to that. Obviously you've got the Skyway there as well. Yeah. What about Animal, Animal Kingdom, Kingdom? They're also doing work there, um, which is I think they're doing that to the bus area. Right. And then you've finally got Epcot, where they're ripping up the big stones that are outside Spaceship Earth. Oh, okay. Um, In front of there is going to be, as of last, Epcot News from D23, a big um, sort of flower arrangement. Yeah. um, Some lovely garden area. And going by the artwork from that, they're going to rip up pretty much the whole front of that, other than the golf ball. Yeah. um, And replace it with spectacular gardens and uh, water features. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. I, I did feel like when I went to Epcot, I, I guess this is meant to kind of be the vibe, but it was a bit too sort of monolithic and soulless for me. It was a bit, I don't know, it, it didn't sort of inspire me No, as I walked in. It didn't help that it was a bit of a gloomy day anyway, I think. But but it, the, them it,
1: big monoliths yeah. are all getting ripped out. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think livening up the front of that park could do it some good. Yeah. Obviously, I think the purists might
1: disagree. But I think the ticket gates are too close to Spaceship Earth. Yes,
0: actually, it's now like that
1: you mention it. Right on top of you, I feel. Yeah,
0: like. yeah. You kind of feel like it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. When you first arrive at Epcot, you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm in I've, the thick of it already. Well, I need where am I?
1: A bit more of a main street, I feel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. So hopefully that's something that they take into account when it comes to the plans that they have. What else do you think they could talk about? Do you think maybe a a progress report on Rise of the Resistance? Maybe they put a date on that? Uh, yeah, maybe. Because this will be, what, D23 is coming up in the sort of last week of August. Yeah. So it'll be right around the time. I think it'll be a couple of days before it opens, Galaxy's
1: Edge opens at yeah. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Rise of Resistance will still not be open. Rise then. of the
0: Resistance won't be open, but it's due open at the end of this year. Yeah, by so, December. Or yeah, December. one would assume it'll be yeah. either before or around the time of Episode 9. Yeah, there have been so- heavy
1: rumours of Brazil getting a pavilion at Epcot. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so that could be Yeah. Um, on the cards, I guess. Uh, um, Rise
0: of the opening day, Brazil in the World Showcase, possibly. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I guess updates on stuff that we know they're working on, right? Like Guardians of the Galaxy Coaster. Yeah. Um, uh, the Tron Coaster. Yeah,
1: I guess you could see more Paris stuff, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. What, what about Animal Kingdom? Do you see anything on the cards there? there there's been rumours about that Lion King ride. P- potentially yeah. inspired by the, the new film, the remake, instead of the old the old film. I it,
1: don't see anything right now. They were guessing there's like a bit where you have to get the train out to, and mm. um, there's talks of them removing that and replacing that with something. Right. Um, but I'm not sure. Oh, Rafiki's
0: Planet Watch. Yes. That's where you could go and pet goats and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, potential for some, some cool announcements, I would say. But uh, yeah, I must say maybe it's sacrilege to say on a thing podcast, but I'm almost at this point because it feels like there's lots of big projects that are kind of known about. And at this point, you kind of I'm not desperate for more info about them. I'm kind of just happy for them to open when ready. Yeah, Um, I don't necessarily need to know every detail about a ride before it opens because you want to leave some of it to be a surprise. So I'm more excited to know about some of their sort of movie and TV plans. Um, yeah,
1: I guess I'm I'm hoping for what I'm hoping for is for like non announcements, I guess. So, I hope they don't replace Rock and Roller Coaster AVEC. No, not AVEC with nah. Aerosmith. Yeah, at uh, Hollywood Studios. Right. Because um, i they're replacing it at Paris. Yeah. Tarot Terror Terror isn't. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. No. If, uh, happily. Be interested to see if they announce anything. RE, Star Tours at Hollywood Studios.
0: Yeah. It would seem impractical to move it. Yeah. So it seems like you would just have to get rid of it. Yeah. If they, if they want to, you know, commit to Galaxy Edge, the Star Wars land, deal with it. And yeah, it doesn't really... Star Tours is a little out of
1: place now. The more I think about it, the more I kind of go... Get rid of it. Yeah. Build, help build Indiana Jones land. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is Indiana Jones land... Worth doing at this stage? Because, I don't know, Indiana Jones Land, to me, Where what is that? Where Where is that? What What is that? So what? I mean, you can't come up with a place
1: because, it, you know, like Star Wars, for example, obviously is well, you can, completely fictional. It doesn't... Ha- you just put it in generic temple, like a generic temple land somewhere.
0: Is that what it would be? Not like a market or something? I, I don't really know. I reckon you
1: could have... You'd have... A, the outer area would be a market. Mm. Um You'd have one of the rides, assuming they take the ride from uh, California, which is a bit like Dinosaur, Mm. would be in a temple. So you could have a temple.
0: I don't know about Indiana Jones Land. I don't know if Indiana Jones 5 is actually going to happen. Because as we
1: said earlier, Harrison Ford looks like Gandalf. They shouldn't make the films. I think they should make the rides. Right. Because I think the attitude of of Indiana Jones 1 and 3, not necessarily 2. Is fun action, yeah, which suits perfectly a a mummy style ride. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Um, or a, a dinosaur style ride, yeah, but set in a temple. Yeah, um, the Indiana Jones ride at California is meant to be excellent. What about the one? At, I didn't love the one at Paris no that was painful (laughs) but I (laughs) I I think an updated version of that could be quite successful only if they keep the policy
0: from Paris that you can keep your hat off (laughs) it's Indiana Jones I refuse to take my hat off I'll make a stand what do you think this is what What do do you you think think this this is that's like not letting you dress up as a Jedi it's done da- oh wait
1: uh, oh blah, blah, wait. Blah. you are going to make me take my off. off right? yeah. you won't be able to buy Indiana Jones hats yeah, you. you'll be able to buy them you won't be able to wear them oh. no whips pe- we don't
0: want people walking around thinking you're all Indiana Jones so if you buy a fedora you have to wait till you get home <laughs> there's only whip. one
1: Indiana Jones he's a old he's a, crippling man he's a very very old man Shia Booth's son
0: oh oh Anyway, so that's D23. It's coming up August 23rd to August 25th.
1: We'll have all the details.
2: We'll have from
0: it, All I'm the sure. details all based the on other people's coverage because we won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but yes, what if that's, I could? Uh, Oh, absolutely, that would be a cool place to go. I think. Um, let's move on then, away from Disney for the time being. Yep, and uh, back over to our uh, familiar uh, place. When it comes to this podcast, the Hagrid oh. Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. That's a ride. It's come up a lot. It's finally almost ready for prime time. As of recording now, it's um, well, it's about a week
1: away. Yeah. Hype. Uh, Just there, under a week away. There have been rumours that as of recording today, there might be a soft opening oh. today.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, were you... I mean, you said it was testing
1: when yep. you were there. Yeah.
0: Had the entrance... Was the entrance... Obvious. I mean, when I was there, you could see them building it,
1: but it was all very scaffolded uh, up, cu- covered up. Is that still the case? No, there was no scaffolding. Right. Uh, it's the same entrance as was Tri- was Oh, it was F- completely For the Dragon Challenge. Dragon Challenge, yeah. 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 Um, well... They it, changed the sign. Apparently, the, the sign looks awesome.
0: The sign does look great. You're right. And they've also, I think, they've started selling merchandise very yeah. openly for the ride. Um, You get, like, a cuddly fang and stuff like that. Yeah, and
1: there's, like, cups and T-shirts. Yeah.
0: And they put out a, like, 20-second POV video, uh, officially, universal, of the, of some of the outdoor section of the track. So you didn't see any creatures. You didn't really see anything that made it obvious that it was Harry Potter, necessarily. It was more right. a sort of, look how scenic this is. And it, yeah. it was very scenic. <laughs> Lots of trees. A, lovely, a green lovely jaunt through the forest. It certainly was. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. So that'll be cool. I mean, yeah. all, all the Harry Potter rides are pretty dark, you know. They're all indoors. So I mean, you've got yeah. Buckbeak, of course. Flight of the Hippogriff, which is not. But that's, you know. That's not a kiddie a, ride. It's right, a kiddie right? ride, which has been there for, well, fif- 15 years. because yeah. It used to be Flying Unicorn, a classic. Of course, yeah. One of my favourite memories of Islands of Adventure is literally doing Flying Unicorn about eight times in a row without getting off. Because <laughs> we just kept pulling into the station and there was no queue. Oh, wow. So the guy was like, stay on if you want. Like, yeah. Go on, then. And we just kept going. Like, again? Yep. Send us over again. Let's go.
1: That just shows you the change that Islands of Adventure has gone through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was way more ca- cash back then. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, in terms of a news line, they've announced that it will use virtu- uh, the virtual queue system, the Hagrid Coaster. Uh, so that's, that's, I think, good. I mean, I used it for Jimmy Fallon and Fast and the Furious, and I definitely found it worthwhile on... Jimmy Fallon, not necessarily so much on Fast and the Furious just because when we went there it wasn't a particularly long queue. I mean the, the thing about those two rides that kind of doesn't negate the need for the or doesn't undermine the virtual queue so much, but because there are very extensive pre shows for both. Yeah. Like, you know the idea of, you know, getting through it quickly isn't really feasible. Like unless you count the pre show as part of the ride, which they probably do. Um, I don't no um, they probably do at Universal then they'll probably like yeah you got up to the pre-show really quick but it's still another 10 15 minutes before you're actually sitting on the ride yeah and it's the same with Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon felt like a long long time watching those live performers to be honest
1: uh I didn't spend any time watching the live performance oh,
0: I felt like I was sitting there for a long time
1: we uh we walked straight in basically so
0: uh, I wish because it was all lost on me I didn't <laughs> find it particularly funny sorry
1: so I'll be interested to see what
0: the... I mean, they've set such high standards with the queues at um, uh, Hogwarts and uh, the Gringotts. In yeah. terms of the, you know, as we talked about earlier, the scenery and the immersion and, and stuff to entertain you while you wait. So I'll be interested to see how extensive it is for Hagrid. Because the queue for Dragon Challenge wasn't, like, particularly interesting, really. No. I mean, there was not a lot going on there. So I'll be keen to see if they've spruced it up
1: a great deal for Hagrid or not. Yeah, be interesting to see. I guess it's... I don't think this queue's going to be as interesting. No, probably not. Um, which is why the virtual queue is helpful. Yeah. Uh, I think the virtual queue is going to be far more useful here than anywhere else. Yeah. It's kind of... I, I don't know. Um, and virtual queue, I mean... It's, it's like a fast
0: pass. It's basically a fast pass, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, Express, which they... Because they used to do fast passes. Yeah universal was a long time ago at this point but it worked exactly the same way as disney and then they ripped that out and they brought in universal express which is basically pay your way through the queues yeah and now they've brought in virtual queue which is basically fast pass but it's all done on the phone you don't get paper tickets out of a machine or anything like that yeah um i don't mean that's even an option i think you have to use the phone app. yeah so, uh, so yeah, and, and it works just as you would expect it to, and it's fine. So, yeah, if they introduce that um, on, on these two rides, that would be, uh, on this one ride, that would be cool. Um, it would, yeah, like you say, if the queue is, you know, a lot of it, it's probably outdoors. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily want to be standing in it for hours, so getting through it um, as quickly as possible, I think, would be uh, worthwhile. So yeah, um, I mean, there's not a lot else to say about it, really. I mean, it's coming up very, very soon here. POV videos will start to emerge. I don't know if they'll if they're strict on that during a, sh- a soft opening phase. Um, whether I they say, hey, yeah, put that GoPro down or yeah, whatever. You have to wait for. Um, they'll, they'll they'll have a, an official Cal- opening. three
1: sixty attractions. Or they, whatever they, it is. they
0: always make a big deal out of the openings at the Harry Potter lands. They'll probably get some actors down. Tom Felton did some of the ads, so I'm sure he will. Possibly be yeah. He's he the
1: most A-list actor, I guess. That they could still get hold of, yeah. Unless they can get Robbie Coltrane over, but that'd be cool. I don't know how. Get Martin Bayfield. He's uh, old and fit is these about. days. Yeah. Get get Hagrid back. That's what I say. Yeah. Just get him facing the opposite direction. I've been doing.
0: We've been doing the Bond films at home. as oh, you yes. know,
1: For a while now, I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast. When yes, he almost drowns in his own Beluga caviar. Well, was...
0: we we just got to Pierce Brosnan, so we did Goldeneye, and I'd kind oh. of forgotten that Robbie Coltrane yes. was in it.
1: So that was quite exciting
0: to see him turn up. Goldeneye still pretty good. Goldeneye's great. Yeah, it's like a good balance. I feel of, yeah. you know slightly more serious that we see with. Dalton and Craig, but yeah. also still kind of campy, yeah. like more because the Moore films were a struggle. But yeah. I have to say, big fan of Timothy Dalton. Timothy yeah. Apart oh, from his, his allegiance good. with the Taliban. But, yes, uh, it hasn't aged particularly well in that respect. But
1: Rambo also fought with the Taliban, so... But the
0: second uh, uh, Dalton film doesn't have that problem. No. And it's just a really good revenge tale, actually. Yes. It's, yeah. it's good.
1: It's brutal.
0: There's some nasty deaths.
1: That's and a, that's, it's real dark. Licence to kill, yeah. yeah.
0: There's the guy in the compression chamber. Yeah. That's pretty horrible. Yeah. That's why you come to the Parkcroft Podcast. Yeah. It's uh, up to the minute, James Bond
1: film reviews. You know a film you should. So you've see. only watched Goldeneye of the of the Broslans.
0: No no, I, I've seen okay. all of them in, in years gone by, but a long time ago. Right. But so, in your new But in our new phase, yes, we're now just up to we've done Goldeneye, so we're now on to tomorrow tomorrow never, never Dies, dies which I think. Is... Also it's like with, decent. It's like the one with Jonathan Price, It's like the media guy.
2: Yes.
1: Alex um, Carter.
0: Yeah. And then the one after that is... Carver. Who's a, Who's after Tomorrow Never Dies? The, the world is not the enough. The world is not enough. Is that? Is, is that good? No.
1: Right. And I then, had the
0: poster and they make another video. And then die another day. It's <laughs> bad. You know what I think the best... The thing about... The thing I realised when I was watching Goldeneye, when I was sitting there and thinking, you know what? As much as I always thought Piers Brosnan was like my James Bond... Yeah. I can't really remember much about any of his films and the reason I actually think Pierce Brosnan is my James Bond is because there were some really good James Bond games on the PS2. Yes. Um, yeah. Nightfire, yeah. Agent Ugh. Under Fire, Night Everything Fire. or Nothing. I don't care what you say about I, GoldenEye. That is the best James Bond game.
1: I played GoldenEye and Tomorrow Never Dies games as well. Tomorrow Never Dies game was awesome as well.
0: GoldenEye was like Kind of obviously a really big deal
1: for shooters on
0: console, but Everything or Nothing is a better James Bond game. Yes, that's it's really good. And I actually, because getting a bit nerdy and off-topic here, but we still have a launch PS3, right? Which is the our Blu-ray player in uh, in in one of the rooms of the house, and it's very noisy at this point. We watched. uh, I actually watched the first episode of Band of Brothers in there the other day on Blu-ray and I had to turn the TV up quite loud because the PlayStation sounded like a jet (laughs) it's what what, 12 13 years old at this point so it's still chugging along and you can play PS2 games on that it was like the last PS2 the last play that's the last PlayStation that came out that can play PS2 games yeah the launch PS3 and I was I was almost looked up on Google on like CX um, how much it or was. eBay, everything or nothing, PS two, how much can I get it for? Um, after watching after watching Goldeneye.
1: The uh, intros to Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies are my favourite James Bond intros.
0: The intro to Goldeneye
1: really damn good. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies one is excellent as well. Yeah. I don't
0: think the song I don't I think Brosnan might be the weakest song era of Bond. I'm gonna put that uh, out there. Because yeah. I feel like Connery and Moore have got the most sort of, like like the classic, when you think of Bond songs, yeah.
1: those two have probably got the... GoldenEye is still considered... GoldenEye is okay. GoldenEye is considered a strong number. Yeah. It's Tina Turner, right? So. Remember Living Daylights is really good. Um, Living Daylights.
0: I can't remember what the License to Kill one was. Well,
2: I've got a license to um, kill. But GoldenEye
0: is okay, and I can't remember any of the other Brosnan ones except the the awful Madonna one. For uh, I see it day. in your eyes.
1: Tomorrow never dies. Um, is tomorrow never dies? And uh, the the world is not enough. Is the cringy
0: right? Die another day Die another is really bad. So bad. But then uh, the Casino Royale song, which I, I can't remember. What oh, it was Casino called. Royale, so good. That's really good. You yeah. know my name.
1: That's yeah. that's isn't it? that's great. We need to do a side podcast where we watch the James Bond films.
0: Oh, maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, Skyfall's obviously a modern classic and then Spectre can get in the bin,
1: quite frankly. The entire thing. From <laughs> like the film to you, the song. I like you completely didn't mention Quantum of Solace. Well, the... I
0: can't remember what the song was. Was that Alicia Keys? Yeah. And someone else. Yeah. But I can't remember what the song was. No. The, the only thing I can remember The song about, is as
1: bland as the film.
0: I'd only, I only remember as much about Quantum of Solace as I do because I was really excited to see it because it came out on my... Like, maybe 15th birthday, would it have been? So I, I was a big fan of Casino Royale. Why wow, has it been that long? Saw Quantum of Solace. It was coming up. I remember very vividly, it was uh, the year at school when we all were forced to do a, work, a week of work experience. Oh, yes. And I totally failed to organize anything, so I ended up just going to work with my mum. <laughs> and I remember it was that week, uh, the week of my birthday and the week that Quantum of Solace was coming out. Oh, wow. And I got, the, I got Quantum of Solace for the Xbox 360 for my birthday which was just a massive Call of Duty clone. I think it might have been developed by Treyarch, actually. Yeah, I think it was an Um, Activision. But I I remember really wanting it because Mm. it was a cover-based shooter which went into third person when you were in cover, like Rainbow Six Vegas. Yes. Um, But I don't think it was a very good game. And then, then obviously, yeah, the movie. Uh, But I can't remember if I've seen the movie ever again since then. I've
1: seen clips of the movie, and every time I go, oh, this is so dumb. I'm curious
0: curious because we're watching them. I, I think what I will demand of my parents when we get to Casino Royale is we need to watch Quantum Solace if not straight after this like tomorrow we need to yeah. I, I feel like you almost have to treat it as an epilogue to yeah. Casino Royale and maybe then it will hold up a little better than treating it as its own thing doesn't no uh, so anyway we've got wildly off topic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but Hagrid opens in as as you when you hear this it will be about five days away June 13th so get hyped yeah
1: Get hyped! That's the planned opening is June thirteenth. Yeah. So, um,
0: just a, a brief uh, other uh, aside on Universal here. Uh, s- some sort of worrying news, I guess. There was a, yes. a sort of an electrical incident at Volcano Bay, their third yeah. gate. Mm. And <laughs> uh, I think I think a woman reported that she felt like an electric shock at some point when she yeah. was in maybe the wave pool or, or somewhere. I don't know exactly. It's the uh, Lazy River, right? Okay, the Lazy River, and. Apparently, it was actually worse than thought. You had some like people who worked there who were taken to hospital. I think yeah. as a precaution. Yeah. And um, it seems like it was something that Universal feet. wouldn't want, w- didn't want to get out there until I think this woman spoke about it. Yeah. So a bit, yeah, a bit worrying that Universal were basically keeping it under wraps. Yeah. Um. And I, this would not have been made public at all unless someone I, else had talked about it.
1: I was quite hard pushing it on social media because I. Like, I feel like this is a thing that needs to be out there. Well, yeah. So that it can be fixed. And it's a pretty big deal. Universal just trying to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's not a great look at all. Considering I was um, there
1: a week earlier as well. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What did you think of it? Was it good?
1: Uh, The flumes are excellent. Right. Best flumes. Okay.
0: How's the lazy river? Because I do like a good
1: lazy river not th- long enough I think
0: Aquatica has a really good lazy there's two,
1: river there's two rivers there's a rapids and there's a lazy river right the rapids aren't rapid enough okay and the lazy river isn't long enough damn it the wave pool the waves aren't big enough
0: oh other than
1: that the theming's excellent the tapu tapu is pretty cool right um, and the uh, the flumes are really good
2: cool yeah well
0: enough to do a trip report
1: yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Add it to the list.
0: Uh, we're going to see things out. I mentioned Aquatica there. That is SeaWorld's water park, Josh. That is. And SeaWorld's good fun water park. Orlando has now teased uh, a new roller coaster for 2020. Yep. We spoke about this a while ago because um, uh, some planning documents uh, were caught wind of. And seemed to suggest, I think, that SeaWorld were going to be building a new ride for 2020. It was going to be quite sizable. SeaWorld have now confirmed that and announced it, and it's coming next year. It is a roller coaster. They say it's going to feature plunging thrills from predatory heights. So, and it seems like it's going to be set in an icy environment. Yeah. Although the theme, well, the theming is going to be icy. So, what, what do you think? What 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 do you think when you? Think you, of ice and the Arctic and plunging.
1: Do you reckon this replaces is it a penguin? The
0: wild uh, Arctic. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a big enough space to put a roller coaster.
1: I mean, I get but the that's thing,
0: got, the thing with SeaWorld is they've got that big body of water, which is where Kraken and um, Mako are yeah. both built on that. Yeah. So they could put something there, another thing there, quite easily. I yeah. think uh, that would seem like a sensible place to put it. Unless, of course, they wanted to... Uh, the big like lake in the middle with the stadiums on the outside... Whether something could go there, I'm not sure. It might look a little bit out of place... Because it's quite yeah. a nice, serene walk over the walkway... Over
1: that yeah. lake. They're, they're, I guess they're trying to get away from the animals part, aren't they? Really? Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, Wild what, what Arctic really needs to go. I mean, the ride... I find it funny because I have... And you know, I've done it so many times... Yeah. And over could, such a long period of time that is it's just fun to look at how stupid it is and how dated it is. You can listen to our Sea World trip report from a few weeks ago. Um, but it's not good. It's not enjoyable anymore. And as I said on that episode as well, the um, the post ride uh, animal exhibits are shocking. Yeah, they, yeah, they are definitely not fit for purpose, no. and those animals are not in a are not being kept in a in a in a nearly good enough way. I don't think so. They they should get rid of that, and if if that's where this coaster's going, then great. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's it's a big enough space for I a think coaster
2: there's probably
1: to me. A surprisingly more amount of space back there when you factor in the ride, the yeah, animal area, maybe the backstage stuff. Yeah, um, depends on what's back there that mm. they can also put more of the ride in as well. So because obviously,
0: well, the thing I would say though is that you've got um it's not like Wild Arctic is in a Arctic themed area of the park. They've no. got that, and that's not where Ar- Wild Arctic is. They've got Antarctica, where the penguin so, yeah. thing is, Yeah. and that's its own little thing, um, which is quite far away, in fact, from Wild Arctic. Wild Arctic. Yeah. So who's to say where this will actually be? But SeaWorld's recent coasters have been really good. So and this I- is I'm definitely excited. a coaster,
1: right? Yes. So.
0: Yes, it says a new new coaster taking oh, so flight. Okay,
1: so Bollinger, Bollinger and Mabillard dive coaster. That's the one in San, San Diego. San Diego is building yeah. one of them. Um, do you reckon that's what they're building here as well? Possibly, yeah. It's a dive coaster, the, tra- the trailer.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, predatory heights.
2: Yeah. Makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I dive coasters are among the, the most thrilling. I mean, we talked about Sheikra plenty on this show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and what, what's the version at Williamsburg, is it? Uh, uh,
1: Griffin. Griffin. Yeah.
0: So I could go for one of those. And and as I say, um, SeaWorld's recent track record is really good. Manta is still sublime. Do you reckon and this Maker is a is fun.
1: modern uh, Arctic-themed version of Sheikra? Like a, like a modern take on it?
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm just curious to... I'm just trying to think of what animal it represents because that's been their thing is... You know, manta yeah. is the manta ray, Mako is a shark. An arctic eagle. An arctic eagle. I don't know if one of them exists. don't know. There's probably a bird Maybe, there, Maybe right? instead of an animal, the, the dive element of it, you know, falling from a great height, maybe yeah. you're an iceberg. Oh, it's oh. deep. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's a, a massive ecological statement. Yeah. You're, a, you're a
1: polar bear falling
0: to its death. It's oh, its God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're one of those walruses in that. <laughs> Attenborough Netflix oh this is taking a dark turn look what you've done (laughs) yeah Yeah. as you hit the ground it's just David Attenborough in the audio system look what you've done
1: you're a disgrace
0: recycle
1: you blame us for mistreatment of animals but look what you've done (laughs) you're the problem Uh,
0: we'll just have to wait and see when it opens in twenty twenty. Yeah. it doesn't sound like a real year. Uh, but no. it totally is. Hey, and it's only uh, six
1: months away. That Margaritaville in Florida is now open.
0: Margaritaville. Yeah. What's so that?
1: there's a restaurant called Margaritaville. Right. That serves margaritas. And they've Get opened a hotel and water park. Huh. On uh the one nine two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I drove past it a few times. So it's quite cool. Oh, fair enough. It's like a it's like a wet and wild style water yeah. park yeah Um. the hotel looks quite nice from what i've seen of inside of it from yeah. videos
2: yeah awesome
0: well i think that'll do it this is looking like our longest episode to date
1: <laughs> who'd have guessed that after four weeks away yeah we come back with an absolute
0: barnstormer yeah of an episode an epic yeah i
1: didn't ride barnstormer
0: oh yeah goofy's barnstormer that is yeah. still there yeah nice that was a yeah a favorite of mine as a child when you fly through the, yeah. the roof of
1: the building, I, I didn't ride that this year. Disappointed, let, really... let down,
0: yeah, let down indeed. All right, well, yes, that is going to do it. Um, you can keep up uh, with everything we're up to during the week on Instagram at Parkrush Podcast. So, some fine content there, Josh, Thanks. from yourself during your yeah. time out there. Some excellent photography and uh, story content, yeah. I tried, uh, on the Parkrush Podcast Instagram page. Do go and check that out. You can also find us on your podcasting app of choice, whether yes. that's Apple or Spotify or anything else. You can find every episode as well at parkrush.com uh, You can follow the two of us on Twitter. I am T E Acres, and you are
1: W-O-P-R underscore Josh
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, just threw that extra plug in there. Yeah. Uh, get some Boom. extra Twitter followers. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Until next week take it easy. Goodbye.
1: Let the spires keep you.